0: Since everyone has a gender journey, Gender Journeys is a podcast for everyone. That being said, we occasionally touch on mature themes and use strong language, so listener discretion is advised. Relevant content warnings can be found in each episode's description. and welcome back to Gender Journeys, the (laughs) podcast where we talk about just what the heck gender actually is in context. As always, I am one of your hosts, Josie, and I'm joined by your other host, my lovely partner, Elle.
1: Hello again, y'all.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's nice to be back. It's been a while. We've been on a hiatus for a little bit while (laughs) we figured out some stuff.
1: (laughs) We moved. Well, we, we were not on hiatus when we moved, but then I started grad school, and then things just got really busy.
0: Yeah. I started a new job.
1: Yeah. So started two different new jobs. That's true. Um, yeah. So recording a weekly podcast wasn't really feasible for us at the time. Yeah. But we're back.
0: We're back. We're, gonna we're not going
1: to be weekly. We're not back weekly. No. But we're back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we will talk a little bit more uh, towards the end of the episode. About what the actual details look like of our new plan.
1: Why at the end? Why not right now?
0: I just thought that it, it would be more fun to jump right into the content. Hmm. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we are planning on doing every other week. Yeah.
1: Happy New Year. Happy it's new not the New Year for us. It's still before Christmas for us, but when y'all hear this, it'll be the New Year. Happy 2022. I hope... Um, we're not feeling exactly like we were in 2020. Um, right now I'm feeling a little bit 2020, but hopefully by 2022. (laughs) Feeling
0: feeling a little bit, I am feeling a little bit 2020 these days. But yeah, so we are going to be doing every other week. I guess it's not a ton of other real big changes. We're just going to keep doing what we're doing. As always, we're not trying to monetize this podcast. We're just trying to put out cool genderqueer content. and uh,
1: Specifically the genderqueer content we are always looking for. I thought it was very... Well, I thought it was lovely. We got a few messages from some of y'all when we went off for a little bit. But one person specifically asked what else that they could listen to during our hiatus. And I was <laughs> like, ooh, I really... I have some suggestions, but like, we literally make gender journeys because we couldn't find anything like this yes,
0: yeah and on that note actually thank y'all so much for how much love you showed the podcast while we were on hiatus we got a lot of messages of support we got a lot of new like followers Mm -hmm. we like in the time that we didn't release any new episodes I think we got like 1500 new like plays on the episodes and you know
1: apparently not giving y'all new content made you listen to all of our old content. So I hope it wasn't too disappointing. Some of our early episodes are
0: (laughs) rough. We did our best. We're a (laughs) podcast. That's how it works. You get little (laughs) bits better as you go along. Yeah. So that's that's where we're at right now. Um, We're going to be doing bi-weekly episodes. So every other week we will release an episode Mm -hmm. and that is what it's going to be for the foreseeable future. Uh, If that changes again, we will give you a heads up. But
1: there will be one that is not gender specific, but I will be doing another queer reads review for all of my reading in 2021, because I think about 136 books currently. As I said, it's the new year for y'all listening, but it is it's the 19th for us. So I have a couple couple more days of reading.
0: A couple more days of reading.
1: (laughs) Josie, how is your book challenge going for the
0: year? It's fine. I'm very close to being finished. I have 47 out of 50 books, and I am two-thirds of the way through two books. Good job. I'm so proud. I will get there. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. So that all out of the way, what are we talking about on the podcast this week? Uh, Bisexuality, I think. Yep. That makes sense to me. (laughs) So bisexuality. Uh Uh-huh. If you're listening to this podcast, I can't imagine you don't know what that term means. Eh,
1: it's shocking how many people in the queer community have a twisted version of what bisexuality means.
0: Yeah. So how about, would you like to describe bisexuality? What it means to you?
1: Yeah, so my favorite definition of bisexuality is attraction to both genders that are like and unlike your own.
0: Mm -hmm. That being the bi. Yes, and that is how I also like to interpret the term bisexuality. Claire, do you have anything
1: to say to the people? Claire, say something to the people.
0: (laughs) That was worth it. It
1: was worth it. My cat Claire is obviously a strong supporter of the bisexual community, and she agrees that bisexual means attraction to both genders like your own and not like your
0: own. Right. Both Elle and I identify largely as bisexual. I think that's that's fair. Sometimes there's some, like, wishy-washy on how we define that in the context of being in a relationship with one another and no I don't think relationship with one
1: another affects your sexuality that's true actually because people are still gay or bi or whatever if they're in
0: that's true that's true
1: I think mine gets complicated because people don't like you to be able to identify as bisexual and also on the ace spectrum because like that would technically be biromantic but like I think that doesn't make sense to me so
0: but specifically today we are going to be talking about there's this idea the
1: controversy the
0: controversy of bisexuality so if you are in the i think multisexual is the umbrella term for all of the various different
1: yeah and the three main ones are bi pan and omni
0: yep if you are in the multisexual community you've probably heard the kind of discourse about whether or not bisexuality is transphobic yeah <sighs> Inherently. Yeah. The argument therein goes that since bisexual people only like men and women, which... Well,
1: wait, you you jumped ahead because this is using a different definition of bisexual. There's our definition of bisexual, which is the right definition. And then there's a different one that says bisexual, the bi is you're attracted to both men and women.
0: Right. And that has never really been the definition of bisexual. like, And it's like...
1: It's not even necessarily as specifically transphobic because, like, you could be like, well, I'm attracted to trans men and women, but it's, like, specifically non-binary phobic, which is not a word, but sure, because, like, they're not men or women. This argument is, like, more amusing to me than anything else, but Mm -hmm. also it's important to remember that people, like, really actually get mad over this, like, genuinely.
0: Yeah, I have a really distinct memory from one time when I was at a pride parade in Boston and I was marching with a couple of other trans folks and there was somebody holding a sign that was like a meme from the Road El Dorado. It was like, both, both, both is good. That, <laughs> that like that meme. Yeah. And one of my friends was like, ah, that's a funny sign. And then another friend who was non-binary was like, I don't think it's very funny. Right. And so like, there are iterations of this where the bisexual label and like a colloquial understanding of bisexuality can be harmful to some people on like individual bases but i think that there is more problems with blanket statements saying that bisexual people are transphobic right based on the sexual identity that like most fits with them
1: yeah and also like i feel like it's just also another iteration of like the bi erasure that's so Mm -hmm. common within the queer community also i think it's a manifestation of the fact that queer people and trans people in particular are deeply traumatized and therefore hypervigilant to harmful input we could do a whole nother I actually have learned a lot about this in my first graduate or my first semester of graduate school but being trans in a transphobic world is traumatic right and when you have trauma you are more hypervigilant to other things that may be harmful and you see harmful intent and things that have no harmful intent like a stupid little meme about like both both is good or like the uh Por qué lo- no los dos like why not both like those sorts of jokes like they're not meant to attack non-binary people there are real things out in the world that are meant to attack non-binary people right but like those are not them right and I'm not saying that the harm that those things do is unfounded I'm just saying that it's based on trauma from other things not based on like the actual right. content it's like a displacement of harm
0: yeah and so like that's an important note and like part of that is like we should make the world more friendly to trans and specifically non-binary people so that right we don't have to be so hyper vigilant mm-hmm. about these words that people who are often genuinely in community with us mm-hmm. use to describe themselves right but at the same time also there are people like you and i mm. who both identify as trans and bisexual and exist
1: exist and are in t for t relationships and therefore like the transphobia argument doesn't hold a lot
0: there's yeah
1: and find the whole like both both is good memes hilarious about 10 like <laughs> said the gender know. fluid
0: person so right, right.
1: <laughs> and so. i think that's the thing too is like and i mean slippery slope arguments are like not where it's at but there is also like something to be said for like it's okay to, like make jokes that don't have like three thousand caveats and addendums to make sure you're not
0: mm-hmm. like
1: you can just exist in the world as a as like a good supportive person and if you've done that enough then the people around you if they're not deeply traumatized from other things hopefully are able to see that you're a good supportive person and if you make a joke about like why not both that you're not like trying to exclude anybody and they yeah. should feel safe like being like, hey, wait, I actually don't like that joke. And then you'd be like, oh, okay, I won't make it anymore. You know, like, but it doesn't have to be, like, a big contentious thing. It can just be like, oh, shit, that is not the way I meant it. But, like, I hear what you're saying and, like, I won't make that. Yeah. Like, I'll be like, oh, oh why not all now? Like, fine.
0: Yeah. And, like, I think I that think that is a problem with how extremely unnuanced like, things like the internet can be. It's, mm. like, super easy to, like, react to silly memes right. and then just like feel harmed by it and then the person on the other end of that you have no idea to their motivations you don't have a personal relationship with them where you can be like please don't do that yeah i mean
1: the internet har- harming discourse but
0: yeah that's not like a hot take to stay. yeah like we're not <laughs> that's we're not, not getting
1: rid of it <laughs>
0: yeah that's not like a hot take but that is i mean i think that it does a lot of this sort of debate at least from what i've interacted with it comes from places like tumblr where yeah. like you don't always understand the full context of what somebody is saying. Yeah. So, as we mentioned, uh-huh. there's a multisexual umbrella. Yeah. Uh-huh. The multisexual umbrella.
1: We love our umbrellas here in the <laughs> queer
0: community. We do. The multisexual umbrella primarily contains or over shadows or is shielding
1: from the rain. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Those labels that are generally considered under the uh, umbrella of multisexual are pansexual, omnisexual, and bisexual. Mm-hmm. We define bisexual, mm-hmm. attraction to genders like and unlike your own. Mm-hmm. What are the definitions of the other two? Do we know?
1: I honestly don't know the definition for omnisexual. I kind of always feel like omnisexual is like a, it's like the triangulating force in this argument because the binary, there's such a binary between bi and pan arguments. So I can look up a definition for omnisexual, but pansexual for sure is attraction to people regardless of gender, which is in fact different than attraction to multiple genders.
0: Right. And I think that. We're Omni, for, I mean, we should probably look up a definition of what it actually means, but my understanding of Omni is that if Pan is attraction regardless of gender, Omni is attraction to all gender, but you might have variation in how that attraction manifests.
1: Yes, I found... Okay, honestly, this is a definition that comes from WebMD, so the fact that WebMD is out here defining the difference (laughs) between pan and omnisexual is just really astonishing to me, but it's a really good definition, so I'm going to read it. It says, many people use the terms pansexual and omnisexual interchangeably, which is true of this whole argument, people use bisexual in there as well, but... Mm -hmm. While they are closely related, there are differences between the two. Those who identify as pansexual feel attraction to people without noticing their gender. That's what I said, regardless of gender. Yeah. While omnisexual people recognize the gender of their potential partners. So... Given that definition, it's difficult for me to tease it apart from bisexual at that point.
0: Yeah. Because like
1: bisexual, I think that often when I see people trying to make the case that there is a practical difference between bisexual and pansexual, which to some extent there's simply not. Like I think that they're used so interchangeably and so many people hold one or the other without Mm -hmm. knowing this whole argument, which is so
0: fine (laughs) yeah i mean like whatever label makes you most comfortable right like
1: this whole argument that we're having is like very theoretical and you don't need to know any of this to use any of these labels so i think like in practical terms often all three of these labels are interchangeable and honestly in practical matters it's really just buy and pan that are interchangeable and omni is i think if you're using the label omnisexual you're probably
0: familiar with this argument (laughs) (laughs) probably
1: but when i have seen people trying to argue that there is a practical difference between pot pie-,
0: pie and pan mm-hmm.
1: that's the one pie and pan between buy and pan it's because pansexual people feel attraction regardless of gender, as I've already said, whereas bisexual people feel attraction to both genders like and unlike their own, but it could be different. So, I mean, I think there's a lot of, like, culture in the bisexual community, which can be said to be pretty anti-men, and, like, that's (laughs) its own issue. Uh, But there's, like, a lot of energy in the genuine, like, cultural, like, foundations in the bisexual community of being, like – You're like being attracted to all women and having like one type of guy that you're into or like only having dated men because women terrify you, but you're actually more attracted to them, I think is another really common trope. Mm -hmm. And like those are the tropes that are common to it, but it's also possible to be bisexual the other way where you're like you're mostly attracted to men and less attracted to women. I realized as I was saying that that I'm saying all of this from like a woman's point of view bisexual men exist this is like the erasure that exists within the bi community you're right. hearing it in real time in real time <laughs> but like like there, that is a difference like that is a yeah. that is an important distinction
0: yeah and i i think that that is an important distinction in that it is the authentic experience of a lot of people. I mean, right. there is heteronormativity, which can kind of influence. Which I how... think some of
1: the things we're talking about are internalized heteronormativity, but like at some point, you can't piece that apart from like your actual attractions. Like, right. You're gonna have the way that like, the way you were raised is gonna affect you. Right. And I do think about that a lot in terms of like, oh, I think a lot of the like bisexual women energy. The like really popular one, again, I'm not saying this is actually the most common, but the one that's most commonly shown does boil down to I like other women more, but I feel safer and or men are easier. So I tend to date men like I think that that's often what it does boil down to, which is heteronormativity (laughs) right right you know like you were never given actual tools to flirt with or engage with same-sex romantic interests that's something you got to seek out you don't get taught that in our society
0: right and in some ways labels like pan and omni maybe attempts to answer that where it's like no there isn't a difference between how i feel about men and how i feel about women how i feel about men and how i feel about non-binary people how i feel about any of this like I feel the same way about any potential romantic or sexual partner. I like
1: people as people.
0: I like people as people. I fall in love with souls. Right. I'm attracted to minds. Like, Which are a like lot that.
1: of the... These are taglines, I feel like, of the pan yeah. community.
0: But at the same time, I think that there is an authentic experience where, like, not even necessarily, like, the degree or the, like, common... Commonality of your attraction, but, like, just the flavor of it yeah.
1: can no, change. Yeah. No, so I think that's another part of it. So, like, being more... Even just in terms of like, even if you just want to focus on the like the the sexuality context, like what ways are you sexually attracted to men versus which ways are you sexually attracted to women? Yeah, versus nonbinary people. Again, I'm not trying to erase myself, but like <laughs> <laughs> and, but like I think that there is something for that too.
0: yeah. and i've I've heard a lot of people who are bisexual who talk who identify as bisexual and who, have attraction to multiple different genders of various different gender expressions and talk about how like
1: babs are you saying you identify as bisexual do you have attraction to multiple different genders he says i've only met myself in claire so no
0: (laughs) (laughs) but i've interacted with a lot of bisexual people who identify as like the way they're attracted to masculine men is distinct from the way they're attracted to feminine women and is also distinct from the way they're attracted to yes. an- androgynous people and feminine men and masculine women for sure. and like and like there's just like a very big difference in how their attraction plays out for like individual combinations of characteristics and it becomes very unique per person right well
1: i mean i think that's the thing too so like i think another part of this that isn't talked about enough in all of this is while we can try to apply this like practical difference between bisexuality and pansexuality and i do think that there are solid arguments there mm -hmm. as we were just discussing as we were laying out However, I think that those solid arguments were layered on top of a pre-existing divide. I don't think that those were the original reasons for the distinction. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of the original reasons for the distinction had to do with generational gaps. Yeah. I mean, there have always been bisexual people, right? There have always been gay people, whatever. But I think that not that long ago, generationally, you couldn't be, like, practicingly bisexual. You had to kind of, like... Because it was dangerous to be gay. And so if you wanted to enter that life, you had to commit to it. And the the gay people wouldn't appreciate it if you then dipped out, you know? Like, it was pretty Mm – I mean, just because, like, for safety concerns. And again, Mm -hmm. that does not mean that there were never any bisexual people. But I'm talking about there wasn't a community of bisexual people. Right. And then there became a community of bisexual people. Right. The name was coined – Bisexual people got some spotlight, you know? We're still erased a lot, but, like, we got a little bit of it. Mm -hmm. And then the next generation, I don't know, wanted to create their own thing. Generations like to do that shit, you know? And I feel like pansexuality was, like, kind of this... Like we were saying, it's kind of a rebuke of the heteronormativity that's still involved in bisexual culture. Right. And, like, I think that also a lot of it, yeah, is just, like, generational. Like, most of the people that I see that identify as pan are either chronologically younger, like their age Mm -hmm. is younger, or they've been out as queer for less time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And again, that's not like Mm -hmm. a, that's not a one-to-one. But I know for me, for a long time, I knew of the thing pan, the term pan. And I was like, yeah, but I've always, I came out as bisexual in like fucking sixth grade or something. Like, I'm not going (laughs) to change it now. I've been bisexual forever. (laughs) Right. You know?
0: Yeah. And so I I think that that is an interesting, like, I think another piece of that puzzle is the historical and cultural disconnect that the queer that like younger queer people have with previous generations of queer folks because like for a long time the bisexual community was like understood as just to be like part of the you know other like trans gay lesbian communities like there were just people in there who were like yeah I'm I'm not fully a lesbian but I'm also definitely queer and like that nuance was kind of lost in the um, massive loss of historical continuity and cultural continuity. That was the AIDS crisis and some other things. So like, I think that part of it too, is just not like a fundamental misunderstanding in like a judgmental way, but just like we got told as like my generation, like millennials and a lot of Gen Zers got told what bisexuality was not necessarily through the like mouthpieces of by people, but by media that portrayed bisexuality as like either didn't portray bisexuality at all Mm -hmm. or portrayed it as being a very binary or very like yeah flippant thing yeah and I think that also contributes to exactly what you're saying yeah that there isn't like that cultural continuity so that's that's the difference I guess and I mean like I think that difference is very important to a lot of people yeah like that distinction is very important
1: but it's also very not important to a lot of people
0: yeah and so (laughs) in that how do you feel about the difference
1: I again like I I think that the practical differences are interesting and are valid, but I also think that they were put onto this argument after the argument had started. I don't think the argument started with those practical differences in place. Mm-hmm. And so like I understand if people are like, Well, I use this definition of pan and buy and like these practical differences. Right. And so that's why it's really important to me. Cool. But I also understand people are like, they're literally the same thing and I don't fucking care. Mm-hmm. I like, I mean, I see this all the time and I kind of identify with it, right? I identify as bi because the flag is better. Sorry, it just is. The flag is so much better <laughs> than the, the pan one. The pan one is obnoxious in my opinion it hurts my brain it's so bright (laughs) so I mean like that's valid because most people don't know these like really specific definitions of the two of them yeah for like the wider world bi and pan are just they just mean you're attracted to all genders that's just kind of what they
0: mean to people you know and I think that in that it is really fraught to like attack people especially young people who are using those labels or old people who have been using those labels
1: right it's also just another one of those things where it's like with most queer labels they're gonna have like different definitions for different people Mm -hmm. and so it's just really important to like even if you do know the overarching definition of a label you should just ask yeah like just like what does it mean to you
0: you know Yeah. (laughs)
1: like because these labels have such like niche meanings and different like little little pockets of queer community yeah and different like generational pockets and different like internet pockets and like whatever Mm -hmm. so like you just gotta ask because people are going to be working with different definitions and there's probably some people out there who do work with the definition of bisexuality being transphobic they're like yeah i'm bisexual because i only like men and women somebody out there thinks that like i'm sure (laughs) yeah but there
0: are also trans people who are like you can't have gender euphoria it doesn't exist and we shouldn't let non-binary people get top surgery like right
1: well and also there's just like My thing is also, like, generally if people are going to be transphobic, they're, like, pretty upfront about it. Usually people don't feel the need to be sneaky about it. Like... Yeah. If they're going to be transphobic, they'll probably identify as like super straight, right? Like they came up with their own label for it. Very helpful for us. We could be like, great. Thank you so much for letting me know. Yeah.
0: Or they'll tell you that they're gender critical or a radical feminist. And then you'll just be like, oh.
1: And again, I don't want to blame people who are hypervigilant for more trauma because like that is not a choice. That is like it's a trauma response. But I, d- I think that any way that you take this argument is a fine way to take it. Yeah,
0: I agree with that. So my final question for you.
1: Oh, we have another question. Have
0: one more question. Why do you identify as bi? Uh the flag. The flag. That's it.
1: I mean like <laughs> I also more identify with the um the like practical definition mm-hmm. but again, for me personally, that was layered on afterwards. Mm. Like, I identify as bisexual because pansexual didn't exist when I started thinking of myself as bisexual. Right. Like, straight up and down. It was, like, freaking 2008 or something. Like, pansexual didn't exist yet. Yeah. And so I started identifying as bisexual and then I peeped me that pansexual flag and I was like, keep it the fuck away from me. (laughs) Oh, also, I keep mentioning the pansexual flag. So a fun fact for y'all, because I keep talking about the flag. Okay, bisexual flag. Let me pull it to y'all's mind. There's like a dark pink at the bottom. There's blue on... Sorry, there's dark pink at the top. There's blue on the bottom. Mm -hmm. The pink is for attraction to women. The blue is for attraction to men. Yes, bisexuality does have some heteronormative roots. But in the middle, you'll notice there's a purple stripe, which is literally for attraction to other genders. Like, it is in the flag.
0: Right, and like... (laughs) The bisexual, like, it, it's not like the lesbian flag, which has existed for, like, six months. Yeah. It's about... it's Everybody who listens to this podcast has to
1: also follow Strange Aeons, right? We'll put that in the the. the, the
0: that's that's ancillary to this yeah, whole topic. it is. But the bi flag has existed for a very long time. Yes. And people it's one who... Of the, it's one of the oldest queer flags. To my understanding, yeah. Mm. And so, like, I think, I think that I came to it from a similar place as you, where, like, I identified as bi... I remember actually, I didn't do the thing that you did. I didn't admit that I was clear until I was much older. And so by the time I was like starting to explore my sexuality, I did kind of interchangeably identify as bi and pan. But I always kind of liked the bisexual label more because I did feel there was a distinction between how I was attracted to various different types of people. Mm. It didn't really change The fact that I was attracted to almost all gender expressions. Right. But it was very different how it was. And so, like, the pan label didn't quite fit for me.
1: That makes sense. But,
0: like, also, I just, I mean, I hadn't admitted I was trans yet. It was a lot for me to even just talk about my sexuality at the time. You have Fergus's support. I heard that. (laughs) They're being very loud. They're like, oh, we're recording a podcast again? It's time to start fucking screaming. So, Bisexuality versus pansexuality. Also,
1: I just want to apologize to if we have any pan listeners. I'm sorry that I hate your flag so much. You should consider getting a better flag. <laughs> it's a little bit ableist. That's all I'm saying.
0: <laughs> there is nothing wrong with any of these labels. No, you can identify or as any pan, of the flags or any of the flags. You can identify as pan. You can identify as omni. It, it, legitimately, whatever most resonates in your soul right. and whatever makes the most sense for how and you for understand. whatever
1: reasoning speaks
0: the most to you as well. Yeah, exactly. Part and parcel to that though is you can't go around telling bi people that they're transphobic for their label. Like we can all just use the labels. There's nuance to them. Maybe ask somebody what they mean when yeah. they, when you are confused about their label and know that we, bisexual
1: is not inherently transphobic. It's in the flag.
0: It's not inherently transphobic, it's in the flag, and your two favorite trans podcast hosts are both bi. So there you go. <laughs> Take that and go forth.
1: I have a new fun fact.
0: Oh, what's the new Can fun I fact? Can
1: I tag one more fun fact on? I just googled the pansexual flag meaning because I feel like I should know given my hatred for it, mm-hmm. and it's literally the same as the bisexual flag meaning. This is probably not news to a lot of people, but it's literally, it's a pink on top, yellow and then blue. And they didn't even get away with the heteronormativity of the use of yellow, of pink and blue. The pink is for attraction to women, the blue is for attraction to men, and the yellow is for attraction to all other genders.
0: So it's just, it's, they're, they're.
1: It's the same flag. It's is, just worse colors. What
0: about omnisexual?
1: <laughs> okay, let me look at an omnisexual flag. I think omnisexual's flag is pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Omnisexual's flag is like my brain refuses to distinguish it from. The gender fluid flag, even though they look pretty different, but they have some of the same colors and I just can't keep it straight. Okay. That's fair. Omnisexual has five colors, so get ready. Okay. I'm so sorry. It has five colors, but do you want to know what the fun, the the, the spice of it is? It's the same flag. There's two pink stripes, which is attraction to feminine people. Okay. Okay. There's two blue stripes and that is attraction to masculine people. And then there's a black stripe that is attraction to other genders. And there's also a white stripe that says omnisexual pride. So basically, you can take your pick about what color you think other gendered people are. Do you think we're purple, yellow, or black? And you can also <laughs> use that to
0: determine what sexuality you
1: are. And that backs up my bisexuality because I think we're purple.
0: There we go. <laughs> I And I think that it, there is... I like that the omnisexual flag was the only one in that that actually used the terms masculine and feminine. Which, like, could have just
1: been – I just looked up random meanings. Like, you could probably find different meaning images that use that language, so I don't want to – I don't want to attach that. Right. But I like the – we've given you a new way to decide which sexuality you are, which is, again, do you think that non-binary people are purple, yellow, or black – Black is in the color, not as in the skin tone. All races can be non-binary, obviously. But I think that this is good because we should just have lots of different reasons for everybody to choose their 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 multisexual orientation. And then that could be like our in-joke. We could be like, why do you identify as that? And if anybody ever is like, I identify that way because I think that non-binary people are yellow, I'm going to be like, yes.
0: <laughs> hashtag team purple. Oh, starting a movement.
1: This is just, I think that this really highlights my my attitude to the whole argument, because I think that it's just like, I think it should only be fun. Like, you should mm-hmm. only have fun in why you identify ways that you do. You shouldn't right. feel like you can't identify any way. You shouldn't feel like people are going to be mad at you. Like, it should only be fun.
0: Yeah. Your
1: community really loves our flags and shit. Like just pick the flag that you like the most. Like you don't have to you can be bisexual or pansexual any way you want. It's yeah. fine.
0: And you don't have to explain it in depth to no, everyone who asks you. Do you, not. Can, you can have really in depth and soulful reasons why you choose yes. each individual one. Totally, totally cool. You can make
1: a new flag for your new in depth reason too, probably. You could just make a whole new label. That's what yeah. people love to do.
0: Just do it. It's so much fun. Oh. But at the same time, like you don't have to explain any of that right. to anybody. So all right that's where we're gonna wrap it up this week on gender journeys the podcast where we talk about just what the heck gender actually is in context Elle and i are so excited to be back here with y'all this week and uh we're looking forward to seeing you in a couple weeks ago looking forward to y'all hearing our voices in a couple weeks again here (laughs) uh it's nice to be back yes um as always i am one of your hosts josie and i'm joined by your other host my lovely partner Elle. bye y'all and until next time just keep thinking about Music for Gender Journeys composed by Sonia Berdash. If you want to stay up to date with Gender Journeys episodes or just want to say hi, you can follow us on Twitter at gender underscore journeys or on Tumblr at genderjourneys.tumblr.com. You can also find us online at josywritescom genderjourneys. We hope to hear from you soon.